Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Did everybody have a happy Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah? Okay, so anybody has any questions? a good question. Mm -hmm. Well, in that perspective, I think uh, Buddhists wouldn't help the government that much, you know. <laughs> they are trying to fix the economy, so <laughs> you have to buy stuff. <laughs> well, I think it's a good question because, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Sometimes uh, I, I was thinking to talk about uh, mindfulness today, but um, I think we can just, uh, it's related to the mindfulness that, uh, what, what you asked. What do you think mindfulness is? What is it? Being aware. Being aware. Anybody else? Present in every moment. Present. Being aware that you're aware. <laughs> okay. Same things for what they are every moment. Same things what they are in every moment. Okay. Paying attention. Paying attention. Non-judgmental. Yeah. So now, do we do all that kind of stuff? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> now we know what it is, but we don't know how to apply it. Something, I think, that's the uh, difficulty that we have. And. Um, so if somebody asks you to give a definition, so we can define it, um, but practically, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we don't know what it is sometimes. And I remember um, a professor in Sri Lanka, and he's a scholar, um, and he had written a lot of books about Buddhism, and so this monk went with us, and well, of course, an uh, American monk, he uh, became a monk, like, recently, and then he went with us, and then they were talking about uh, meditation, then he's a lecturer, and he gave a very deep, you know, concepts about Buddhism, and then this monk, he's new to teachings, and he asked, um, well, how much practice you a day? 
Then he said, no, none. So we can define things and we can explain and we can quote from Buddha and he said this, he did that. But maybe um, it's very important to see it uh, practically. Otherwise, we just carry around these uh, ideas and things that uh, we really don't understand what's going on. So, everything that you said about mindfulness is uh, right. It's awareness, being aware about awareness. Is that what you said? Yeah, being aware of our attention. Yeah, attention, paying attention. And everything is right. Um, so, the holiday season season is coming up, and then we just had the Thanksgiving, and so this is a very different path. It's it's not our nature to be mindful. So another word that we can use for mindfulness is skillfulness. Is there is there a word like that? Skillful being is skillful. So it's another word because. Whenever you are mindful, it makes new pathways in your brain. And so you react to things different ways. When you get mad, when you get frustrated, when you have anxiety, when you are stressful. So you don't, we don't react to things the way that we usually, um, normally react. So mindfulness is a very different um, path. So... Buddha says that if somebody doesn't think through things, if somebody doesn't have a thinking ability, he can make a difference in the world or in his life. So he says, Nachintyanto puriso vises madigachati. So if somebody doesn't think through things and doesn't take time to think what's going on with myself, he can make a change in his life. So mindfulness is something that apply, it's, it can apply to everything in, in our day-to-day life. And so then we can just change the way that we have been doing things. And um, last Monday we talked about um, how we get caught up with these patterns in our lives. And... At the beginning, with everything, with religions, these philosophies, with uh, these um, scientific research, research, research and everything, they had a like a, a good base. They had a um, meaning behind everything. But uh, when you do it long period of time, we lose that. Um, the meaning behind it, and we just do it. We don't understand why we are doing it. For example, we just finished Thanksgiving, we can talk about it. So, now, do you think you can celebrate Thanksgiving without a turkey? 
Yeah. Ask us today, of course we can, because we're all full of it. <laughs> Easy to ask. It's, ask it's well, the other name that for that day is Turkey Day, right? <laughs> Everybody, oh, did you eat turkey? So now that our mind get conditioned to this tradition, oh, without turkey we can't celebrate Thanksgiving. And without gifts we can't celebrate Christmas. And without lanterns, we can celebrate uh, Buddha Day celebration. So we just get caught up with these things, and we just left behind that the meaning, real meaning of it. So the mindfulness is something that gives you an idea to think about it and be... Uh, aware of it, what's going on, and why I'm doing this. Otherwise, we just keep doing things, we lose the purpose of it, we lose the meaning. And, um, well, there was uh, this story that I like to uh, say again today. I told them last Monday, there was these two masters, they're Zen um, monks, and they were practicing together for a long time, long period of time. And then at that monastery, they had a cat. How many of you love cats? Yeah. I like too, but when I was a kid, I didn't because that they come to my ear and do that purr sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to hate it. You can't sleep. So... This cat, whenever these masters sit down to practice, come to the dumb hall, this place that they practice, and start to bother them. You know, maybe they had a hyper cat or something. They were just doing this stuff, and so they decided, well, this is not going to work. We have to do something for this. And then they decided to tie up the cat before the meditation. So before they sit down, they tie up the cat, and then they sit down and practice. I know it's a terrible thing to do. Um, here you can go to even jail by doing that. <laughs> but I think it's in Eastern culture. Um, so this happens, and these two masters died, and then they had another masters at the temple. And they had a new cat. They did the same thing. Before they practiced, they tie up the cat. So this went centuries. <laughs> and they will keep doing this. So they tie up the cat, sit down to practice. So if they didn't have a cat, they bring a cat tie up the cat, <laughs> and they practice. Without a cat, you can't practice. And centuries after, one of masters wrote a book tying up the cat and the mindfulness. Practice. So now, after years, 
they have no idea why they are doing this. And at the beginning they had a purpose. Maybe they had a terrible cat. They had a hyper cat or something. Well, they could have done something different, but this is a story. This is what happens with our lives. We just caught up, get caught up with these patterns and we just think that, oh, I have to buy these things and I have to give these gifts and I have to have a turkey and I have to have friends over to celebrate this. But it's, it's always good to go back to uh, the beginning and understand why you are doing that and why do you want to do that and what is the meaning, what's the purpose behind it. Otherwise, um, we just keep doing things and without understanding the meaning of things. So I think it's a very important um, thing to keep in mind, especially this coming month. So people are so concerned, maybe, um, you know, people have lost their jobs, but still they feel that they have to do these things. And so it's important to understand. So these celebrations are not about um, giving gifts or something like that. And like Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving Day, I saw um, there was a newsletter uh, at my workplace and they all give thanks. And I'm so grateful to my job, one of my co-workers. And entire year I heard she was complaining about the job. <laughs> but she put on the newsletter I'm being so grateful to my job. So that's something that you have to aware of. That's where we need it. And we get stressed out and we just complain and we just, um, we get angry, we get frustrated. And these are the things that we day to day life we deal with. So that's where we need mindfulness. So these, these feelings, these emotions are applicable to anybody. So without any um, age difference, anybody can feel these type of feelings, emotions. And so we all need a way to um, handle these situations. And I'm writing a paper for this school um, stress on college students. So when I read about these things, and they have done a lot of research, a lot of people are under stress. And so I was thinking, last four days, I was like, I almost, uh, like, I lived at my workplace. I worked a lot. And I worked nights. And today morning, I was, I was done. And and I felt like oh, I, I can't go uh, more than this. And still I managed to come to the present moment and I thought to myself, well, son, now you are getting stressed out. And you have to observe it, you have to see it. And 
I, I, today like three in the morning, I even I couldn't stand up and go to bathroom because I was so tired, sleepy, and I was, you know, just keep telling myself, but you're not going to get stressed out about this. And I can complain the whole day. But it's not going to change anything. And so, you know, the mindfulness, we have to apply it so you can get benefits right here. So there is a, um, a quality of the teachings in Dharma. It's called, it's akaliko. The benefits of this practice is not in future. And it's not in next life. You experience it right here and now, in this moment. If you don't feel anything, if you don't experience anything now, well, you don't practice it right. You're doing something else. So, it's the season is coming up, and I know everybody's getting ready to things, and I think it's very important to take some time and understand why I'm doing these things. And um, so whenever you teach to your children, so it's a generation to generation, this is passing on. So you have to teach them the right thing to do. Otherwise, they will, be doing, they will do the same thing. Yeah, they will tie up the cat. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, Pam? Uh, but it, I find it amusing every year at this time, if you watch the news on TV at all, um, there's almost always a segment about holidays. And they will interview people on the street and say, do you think Americans overspend? And they'll go, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And they have 20 bags in their hand. And they'll say, do you think that Americans have lost the meaning of the holidays? And they'll say, oh, yes. And that, but we, we understand that we've lost the meanings, yet we do the same thing all the time. Even before I started studying Buddhism and everything, I would sit in front of TV and go, then change it. <laughs> There's never any change. I mean, with unless there are people, who, you know, like people in the room here and other people who realize, you know, that we have to do something to change it. I feel like the United States overall kind of waits for that change to magically happen. And they're not mindful of the fact that they have to. That's the start with them. Has to start with that person they interview on the street. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 really important to understand that this whole thing is about understanding yourself, what's going on with you, and you can't really complain about other people, and you can't change the world, and you but you can change yourself. So yesterday was Black Friday. So did everybody go to shopping? Wow. <laughs> I, I talked to a friend of mine, and he said, oh, I'm in the line. And then I said, well, why do you want to buy it now? 
if you don't like to stay in the line. And he said, well, if I didn't do this, I, I would feel bad. So he would feel bad if he didn't buy anything that Black Friday. So it's like uh, something that, you know, to remember that day. So we just buy things and we just get things. Sometimes we don't need, but wants. So it's a big, um, big problem, I think, in our lives. And well, we, we, we get pleasure from saving money, though. <laughs> Even if we don't need it, we get pleasure from saving money. You know? This thing is only half price. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Usually when I, uh, I watch TV and I see like uh, Luna does, uh, uh, you get one flooring and you get two for free. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, people, go and they pay. people go and they spend the money on Luna, but I'm looking at what a markup. Why can't you just do this all the time? And I get so mad at all these companies that just mark things up, skyrocket things, and uh, it's just senseless. Well, you know, basically these companies know that um, they can fool around people, so it's their trick, so they have to survive. So that's why I said at the beginning, so if everybody practice Buddhism, you know, they're not going to, they wouldn't be able to fix the economy because people wouldn't buy anything. <laughs> so, And that's really what we have to be mindful of all the time. I mean, the reality is we live in a consumer-driven economy, and even our government's going to tell us to spend money to make things better. And it's the only thing that stops that is just for us to be mindful of it and not... So we will never... we. I mean, we'll never, they'll always be buy one, get three free, right? That's just the, that's, that the is, <laughs> give you a list of them. And so being, being angry at it doesn't even help any, it's not going to change. I mean, that's the nature of the beast that we live in. But what I'm aware of, too, is we have to replace that shopping and that's, you know, the uh, over-decorating and over-accumulating. Uh, we have to replace it with something else. If we, giving it up cold turkey, so to speak, is, you know, we're getting, it's, it's uh, Buddha talked about if you want to get rid of an unwholesome thought or an unwholesome activity, you, re, you, you, you fill it up with wholesomeness. So you can't, you don't just drop it. Because then there's that void, that's, and that's when we feel like, you know, all my friends are going shopping, my friends are decorating, my relatives are drawing names for gifts. So un unless we fill it up with something more wholesome, we're, we're in that place that's really uncomfortable for us. You know, and I, so I think the challenge for us is to figure out what filling it up, filling ourselves up with a wholesome is, sure. the holidays especially. Charity. Why not give to others instead of yeah. give, to your, give to yourself when you don't need anymore? And I think we have to all find find what that is for us, because otherwise there's this void that makes us think, "Ooh, I ought to be out shopping," because that's what everybody does. And 
You know, we're, it's really, and it can become very lonely and very, uh, we feel isolated. So then you have the problems with being depressed over the holiday. You know, it, it becomes a whole cycle in itself because we're, we're, it, we're consumed, you know, that's what we are as Americans especially. We're consumers. And that's what our government wants us to be. So we have to really, I mean, it's really hard. We really have to work hard at replacing that unwholesome stuff with wholesome. It's not, it's not easy. I mean, it's a challenge for all of us. It's kind of interesting, you know, you watch TV now and you're just bombarded with commercials about, you know, this sale, that sale, everything's on sale. And you almost feel <laughs> And you know, even if you get a, like, tri like Tricycle or Shambhala Sun magazines, they're just as loaded with things you yeah. can do for the holidays. And it's buy one subscription, get two free. You know? So then it's like, well, this is a wholesome gift, right? So maybe I can replace that other stuff with a... Yeah, that's true. So. Filling that void with that, right? Yeah. About three years ago... My family stopped exchanging Christmas presents. My son said, you know, all we're doing is trading money. That's what he referred to it as. <laughs> so uh, we stopped doing the Christmas thing a few years ago. And uh, I think if people are looking for something to do, like you said, to feel wholesome, they should consider donating money to like a food pantry or something like that. That's really important this time of year. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I think you know Christmas is a lot of fun to decorate and to receive a present. There's still a lot of enjoyment in there, so um, I don't know if we want to completely cut it out, out all together, but we can you know maybe reduce it, and be mindful of it, reflect about what we're doing, you know, but uh, maybe not completely get rid of it. You know? Yeah, I mean, is it essential? Do you really need this? Sometimes I ask myself, okay, I'm gonna buy this. Do I really? Need well, then what happens is when, what about if you don't have enough money and if you don't have a job and do you feel that you feel guilty that you can't do anything and you get stressed out and, you know, that's, that's, that's the downside about it. So it's okay. I, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with it when people... Uh, exchanging gifts it's it's okay you know just give something um, so what do you do what, what is your advice to do in a situation like that where you know where you need to buy a new coat or you need to buy new shoes and you don't have the money and, you know, that could be stressful yeah well you have to accept it. You just have to accept it, and it's it's very bitter thing to do. No. Ask for help. I mean, sometimes being can do that. Humble is very very difficult. About exactly. Sometimes if you can't do it yourself, you just have to ask for help. Yeah, a lot of Christmas uh, or holidays, I think, comes down to a lot of ego. 
you know, when it's it's very it's important if your family's buying gifts, you don't want to be the one who doesn't have the gifts that everybody else has, or if you're uh, even decorating, if your decorations aren't as magnificent, you know, as the people down the street, it can become an ego thing. Just like asking asking for help, if your people go into debt and run up indebtedness that they're paying for for a long time because of e its ego. And that's a thing to be aware of too, is to be mindful when it's ego and when it's, I mean, if, we, if we're giving gifts from loving kindness, that's a whole different, that becomes a whole different thing, doesn't it? We'd be giving a gift of spending time with somebody or reading to somebody or, you know, talking to somebody. But like San said, it's, it's habit. And I, and I think uh, for most, not perpetuating that habit brings on guilt mm -hmm. uh, because it's just what you've always done. It's like you say about the turkey. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Like for me, I, I would be completely okay with our family having macaroni and cheese for Christmas dinner and no presents. I think that would be great. But I know probably the rest of the family would think I was insane. <laughs> well, the other because thing that's not what you do. Well, the other thing is that it's with these patterns, these behaviors, these um, um, habits. It's kind of a, like a madness too, because you know it's like I work with these clients. They are they have Down syndrome and they have a really hard time to understand things. And I was thinking yesterday, well, I mean, if we think that we can celebrate Christmas without gifts, exchanging gifts, it's like just there is no difference that between a regular person, that's mean you and me, and that disabled that people that I work with. There is no difference because they have the same problem. I have a client. Six o'clock, he takes shower. Well, it's, this is something emergency, and we can't do it today, six o'clock. He'd rather not to have shower, but he's not going to take it 5.30. <laughs> so this... His cat is tied down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, so it's, it's something that we have to watch for. We have to... Oh, well, <laughs> otherwise we just get caught up with these patterns and uh, we just keep doing it. That's a compulsion if you need to take a shower at six. That's a compulsion. That's such a big desire. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how he has been training his mind. and It's no different than how we look at holidays. You know. Like you said, <laughs> how do you have Thanksgiving without turkey? Yeah. Next year, I say we all have macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving. <laughs> right, Elizabeth? <laughs> when, when I get carried away, I keep thinking of one saying, um, be the change you want to see in the world. And I think that was the Dalai Lama's. And, and if I think of that, I think, well, if I don't want turkey today, I'm just not going to have it. You know, and maybe more people will do the same thing. So being being what you want to see, <coughs> maybe that eventually will carry on to more people. Right? Exactly. And we'll save a lot of turkeys. Yeah, it sure would. 
Well, it's not telling about turkeys, but you know how we can break down these right. um, <laughs> patterns. I'm not saying that um, you have to stop doing turkey and things yeah. like that because uh, it can be a problem. If I, can <laughs> like, I have to be aware of it, <laughs> but it's something that you know. Kind of, we have to watch ourselves. That's all. And so, thank you very much. And I am so sorry we took five minutes. <laughs> More than. Thank you. Thank you. And okay, so um, announcements. Glenn. Glenn. Oh, um, well,